Hello and welcome to episode 184 of the Property Podcast. I'm Rob B, of course, with Rob D. And this week, we're looking at how to prepare your property to let. Let's do it. Oh, I hope we're not starting as we mean to go on there, Rob. <laughs> it's a cheesy pun in the first 20 seconds. Yeah, we're talking about um, how to get your property ready. So last week we talked about how to actually get it bought. Now we're talking about how to get it let. So that is our main topic this week. We've also got a sneaky little resource of the week. I do like those ones. But we're going to start, Rob, with a news story about a new housing minister who seems to be singing from a slightly different hymn sheet. What, not kill, kill, landlord, kill? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, we've got a a housing minister that seems a little bit more balanced, which which is great news. First of all, actually, having a housing minister that seems to have a voice is interesting because the last few housing ministers, can anyone name them since Grand Chaps? I can't. So it's great that this one seems to be making some ruffles, making himself known. And he's already, after his first speech, had, had a bit to say. Yeah, broadly, Gavin Barwell, we should say his name is. Let's see if we can still name him in a couple of years. The main thrust of his speech was that they, rather than focusing on just making sure that more properties get built to sell, he just wants to make sure that properties get built full stop, whether that's for, for sale, to let or whatever. He's recognised that there is just not enough supply and it doesn't matter as much as had previously been considered whether those properties are starter homes for people to buy or if it's rental accommodation to go into because he's quite correctly identified that there is just not enough supply full stop and what they were doing before was kind of ignoring the rental sector, seeing that as second class and that they really wanted to get people owning homes and because of that focus they were missing some tricks. And so he seems keen to broaden it out a little bit. Now, he hasn't said in exact words, I'm going to change things and put them more favourable for landlords. But from reading between the lines, and we'll link to the show notes so you can see for yourself, he does seem certainly not anti-landlord and possibly, possibly hinting towards that we actually do need a rental sector in this country. We do need people to provide homes and that in itself is very, very encouraging. Now, does that mean, because this is what probably some people are already jumping ahead to this conclusion, does that mean that the proposed changes to the tax system around landlords will be scrapped? I think that's a step too far to say just yet. But if you asked me today and you asked me a few weeks ago, I've got a smidgen more hope now than I did. The autumn statement could be interesting. It could be absolute bore fest, but I think it could be interesting I'm really, really interested to see what they do if they tone it down a little, if they scrap it all together. It's going to be an interesting autumn statement for landlords, that's for sure. Yeah, there's been such a lack of political will to do anything about housing for such a long time. It's been so it's been recognised as a huge challenge for ages and ages and ages but really everyone sort of comes in and makes some big statements and throws some big numbers around but then nothing really seems to happen so it'll be very interesting to see if this new administration is prepared to do something a little bit different and really take the bull by the horns and make things changes or if we'll just be four years in the future talking about the exact same thing we will find out in due course we will so let's jump right into our main topic so last week we looked at buying a property every step through till completion and 
there was quite a few steps. Now you've got your buy to let. Fantastic. Well done. Congratulations. Especially if it's your first one. I don't know who I'm talking to. But you've got to do another important step. And that important step is getting let out. That's what buy to let's all about. You don't forget the, the L bit, the let. So what we're going to do this week is look at the steps you need to take to get your property let. So Rob, what's step one? Step one is to decide who's going to do the bulk of the work. So are you going to use an agent? Are you going to do everything yourself? Or are you going to have some kind of hybrid? So you could get an agent to fully manage the entire process. So you take the keys, you give the keys to the agent, and you go off and do whatever you want to do. Alternatively, you could do everything yourself. You could market the property, show people around, do all the paperwork, and then manage it. Or you could get an agent to do a let only. So they get the tenants in and sort out all the pre-tenancy paperwork, and then you manage any issues that come up during the tenancy. That choice is something that we've talked about many times before. It's a personal choice. There's not much you can say about it in general terms. But whichever route you go down, whether you decide to use an agent or do everything yourself or something in between, you'll still need to do the rest of the steps that we're talking about in this episode. Because remember, this is about preparing the property to let. You need to follow all these steps, even if you're handing it over to an agent. And then at the end, whether you're going to be giving it to an agent or doing it yourself, we will give you links to a couple of episodes that will talk you through those steps. So over the course of last week, this week, and the episodes that we're going to link to in the show notes, we're going to take you the entire way through the process from locating the property to having the rental income coming in, which is what we all want. So having made the decision about how involved you're going to get, the next stage, even if you're using a managing agent to do everything, is to check out the competition. Now, hopefully, you've done this before you bought the property. So you know that you're buying something that's going to let out at the rent you want. But always worth taking another look to cover things like, for example, if you're going to be doing some kind of refurb, um, how far should you go with it? And what level of quality should you be shooting for? There's no point going for like a fully marble bathroom and 200 pound taps and things like that if the local market just doesn't demand it. And that's why you need to look at the competition to make sure that you're up there in terms of quality without going overboard. Linked into that is deciding how much to furnish the property. So in an ideal world, you probably wouldn't put in any kind of furnishings whatsoever, not even white goods, nothing, because the more that you have to supply, the more that there is that can go wrong that you'll have to sort out. Now, in some markets, you can get away with that. In others, you can't. In the majority of markets, you need to supply white goods and maybe blinds or curtains, and that's it. In some areas, for some types of property, it might be more suitable for you to provide absolutely everything. You'll need to check because it's going to have an impact on how quickly your property lets. If you're in an area and you have the property type where everyone wants a property furnished and yours is unfurnished and you're not willing to compromise, it will take longer to let whoever is in charge of doing that. And also as part of that process, you can form your own opinion on what the rental income should be. Your agent, if you're using one, should have an opinion, but you should as well, just to make sure they're not way off base. Now, there's going to be people taking an interest in your property. No, not nosy neighbours, but the council. And you need to inform them. You'll also need to inform the utilities companies as well that you're the owner. So for council tax and obviously gas and electric, if you've got gas in a property, you need to let them know um, because there will be bills to be paid. So make sure you do that. It's not just something that happens and they're going to knock at your door and sort it all out for you. You have to make that happen yourself. So make sure you take that step. 
yeah, take those opening readings. And if you've never rented property before, you'd be astonished at how efficient councils can be when they want to. When it comes to council tax, they will have that bill on your doormat. Want them to do anything else? Hmm, Not so much. Speaking of which, depending on the type of property and where it is, the local authority might take even more interest in your property. So you need to make sure that you've got in place any licenses that are needed locally before you go ahead and let the property. So if it's a large HMO, you're going to need a license. If it's a smaller HMO in many areas, there's additional licensing in place. And in some lucky, lucky parts of the country, there's blanket licensing. Well, they call it selective licensing, but it's actually pretty much blanket, meaning that if you've got any kind of rental property, you're going to need a license for that. These are all things that you need to get in place before you do anything else. Also, if you've got a property in Wales, you now need a license if you're managing it yourself. But even if you're using an agent, you need to register with them as a landlord, pay them about 30 quid just for the privilege of having to update your details on their website every time something changes. Not a lot of fun. It seems like there's more and more coming in all the time. Councils do like these schemes. But remember, whether you like it or not, it's your responsibility to make sure that you get these things done. You don't want to be in breach of anything. It could affect your ability to evict if you don't have the things that you're supposed to have. Ignorance is no excuse. So it's worth, before you go any further, just doing a bit of Googling, checking out what the local council says, and making sure that you get all those boxes ticked. Next up, get your certificates. No, not not as exciting as it sounds, sorry. You need to make sure you've got your gas safety certificate if, if you have gas in your property. Same applies to electric. And the new one on the block that not that many people know about, Legionella. Um, don't ask, you just need to get it done and your property checked. So make sure you get your certificates sorted and arranged. The next thing you need to do it's just check for minor issues. You might not think something's a problem. You're looking for big holes in the wall and and problems that to, to refurb or sort out possibly. But actually, it's the minor things that can cause just as much hassle. Because once somebody's living in a property, that squeaky door or that kitchen cabinet that doesn't open properly becomes very annoying for that tenant, or certainly can be. So those little things can actually add up to be problems in the future and are unhappy tenants especially if you don't take time to get it sorted quickly so go through your property carefully and make sure that everything is spick and span and to a reasonable you know detail level that there's no issues if there's a dripping tap and you think i wouldn't want to listen to that all night drip drip see get the point fix that as well get it all sorted because once your tenant moves in Getting these things sorted and arranged while a tenant's living there can sometimes be a challenge. So get it done. Right. You've gone through all these bits and pieces. Rob mentioned at the beginning that whether you let it yourself or get it managed, that you will have to do these things. A good lettings company, though, will help you with this, guide you, maybe even arrange some of it. Um, A bad lettings agent won't tell you any of it and just hope that you get it sorted. But a letting agent can help. But the next stage... You need to hand it over to that agent for them to start marketing, or you need to market it yourself. It's a pretty big subject. Now, if you are going to get your property let yourself, then we've got a podcast for you. Of course, we will link to it in the show notes, and that's how to let your property fast, which is useful if you are letting the property yourself, obviously. But even if you're getting managed, you can learn from that to make sure your letting agent is following those steps. But also... If you are having your property managed, 
The podcast on how to get the best from your letting agent, of, of course, is going to be useful as well. So we'll link to all of those in the show notes, which are this week you can find at thepropertyhub.net forward slash prepare to let. Prepare to let. Right. Okay. Hopefully you found that useful. Yeah, so a bit of a bridge this episode. Not glamorous. None of this stuff is the kind of things that is going to get the pulse racing, but all needs to be done to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success. Make sure you're getting the best result you can and to make sure that there's nothing that you're forgetting to do that comes back and bites you later. Something else that you definitely want to get done to make sure we don't come back and bite you later is leave us an iTunes review. And that is something which, well, Robert, having given it that intro, I hope someone's done that for us this week. They have. Of course they have. But don't worry, we're not ending here. We've got a resource of the week and we're going to tell you about next week's topic as well, which certainly will get your pulses racing. But before we do, let's thank this wonderful individual. And this week comes from Mick Dixon. And McFixin sets. I've been listening to this podcast for about a year now, and I'm ashamed to say that I'm only just getting round to leaving a review. I can't thank Rob and Rob enough for all the well-considered and entertainingly presented information related to property and so many other things, such as books and other podcasts, useful software and resources. I've listened to all the podcasts several times to provide me with the courage and reassurance I needed to leave a miserable job and embark on a property career. Rob and Rob come across as professional, well-informed, and genuine, which has encouraged me to trust the property investment as a viable career. I'm now on to my third buy-to-let, and I doubt I'd be saying that if I hadn't discovered the Property Podcast and the Property Geek Podcast. So thanks again so much, and sorry for the delay. Can't ask for more from a review from that. That is absolutely brilliant. That's, that's made me really happy. Thank you. Thank you, McFixin. I'm really pleased that the podcast has had such an impact, but well done to you. Because it's easy to listen to a podcast, it's hard to take action. So congratulations. Yeah, well done. But that's a great achievement and a great review. And we're so cheered by it, we'll even overlook the year's delay that it took you to do it. But if you haven't left us a review yet, don't wait. Do get over to iTunes and do that and you'll hear it read out on the show. Now, Rob, it's not like you to have a sneaky resource of the week. I think you're a part-time snooper, aren't you? I think I am a bit. I've, I've, if this property malarkey doesn't work out, I'll go and be a private investigator or something. It's um, I do like these. Um, this one is a very handy and yet sneaky one. Um, it's called Email Hunter, which basically tells you exactly what it does. And we'll link to it in the show notes. So it's an add-on for Chrome. We do like our Chrome add-ons as well. Browser of choice here at the Property Podcast. Um, it's an add-on for Chrome that finds people's email addresses, as the name hints. So there are two really good ways that you can use this. One is um, if you go onto any website with it installed, you just hit the button and it locates every email address that's published on that site. So if, for example, um, you're on the site of a company and you want to know the addresses of everyone at that company, or if you want to find the support address, but they keep it hidden, hit the button and everything gets surfaced for you. Another way, my favorite way of using it is on LinkedIn. So when you're on LinkedIn, it gives you an extra button. So when you click this button, it goes away and it sees if it can find that person's email address for the profile that you're looking at. So if someone doesn't have their email address in their profile, it means you don't necessarily have to send the message through LinkedIn, which a lot of people don't read. You can actually find their email address and send it directly to them. So with this tool was designed for um, salespeople and people doing outreach, but it, there are always times it comes in useful. If you're just trying to do a bit of networking, you want to get hold of someone, but you're not sure how, 
this could be your answer. Before we talk about next week's podcast, which is going to be very popular, very, very popular, I feel, just wanted to say a, f- a massive thank you. Um, after the, the Brexit webinars, lots of people emailed, but throughout the week following it, so many people emailed just lovely things um, to say like, thank you and how much they appreciated it and how much it was different to all normal webinars that they go on where they upsold expensive things. Obviously, there was none of that. It was all education. So thank you to those people. I do read them. Obviously, I, I reply as well to say thank you for your thanks. But it's just really nice. I just wanted to acknowledge it on the podcast. And, of course, those webinars we will continue to do quarterly for all our magazine subscribers. So if you've not signed up to the magazine already, you should do because it's blooming awesome. But if that wasn't a brilliant value already, because the magazine is top-notch, I can assure you, a, a five or a copy delivered to add in these webinars as well which seem to be very very popular i think is incredible value so make sure you check out the magazine go to the propertyhub.net forward slash magazine if you haven't already okay we've built it up next week rob it's a biggie we've got the personal finance juggernaut that is pete matthew Yes, we have. Now, you can say what you like about us, and plenty of people do, I'm sure, in the privacy of their own home or car, but we know our limitations. When we encounter a topic that's a little bit beyond our expertise, we go out there and we track down an expert who can bring some clarity to the situation. We've done this before with mortgages, and we're doing it next week with personal finance. Really important topic, making sure that you get your personal finances in order. So if you're preparing to invest, you're giving yourself the best possible start, or even if you're already well into your property investment, there's still going to be lots of things that you can do to make sure that you're not taking any unnecessary risks, you get yourself covered, and that you're making the best advantage of the situation. So we've got Pete coming in to do that, and that is going to be an absolute pen and paper by your side episode. There's going to be loads of stuff to get into there. Okay, so until then, don't worry, we've got a juicy podcast that Ask Rob and Rob podcast back on Tuesday. And of course, as we just said, we'll be back with Pete Matthew next Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Property Podcast. For show notes, all our past episodes, and to leave a review, go to thepropertyhub.net slash podcast. 